Welcome to Rental Equip Talk Radio with your host, Donald Charbonnet. This is the radio program designed for industry insiders, as well as anyone interested in getting into the rental equipment industry. Now, here is Donald Charbonnet. Well, again, welcome to Equipment uh, Rental Equip Talk Radio. I'm your host, Donald Charbonnet, broadcasting live from New Orleans. First, a really big thank you to the hundreds of listeners that we have only after a few shows. Tell your friends and associates, each week we seem to be doubling our listeners, and uh, this is great. I appreciate it. Please remember that October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Do something pink in October to keep that drive alive. Paint something pink, serve pink lemonade, get you guys to wear pink hard hats, do something to show you support. Today we're having another open forum, answering emails and having callers. That number is 1-866-472-5790. I know people in the industry are busy, so I also appreciate all the listen-on-demand traffic we've had, as well as emails. Remember, if you call, no last names, no company names on the air, unless you want to. And remember, we're not here to report all the news, just to let you react to the news. Here's your chance. But there's some interesting news out there that I feel compelled to comment on. I'm really not trying to be a news show. There's enough other publications that really, really do that that well. Again, that number to call, 1-866-472-5790. And remember, you can also email at rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. Let me know what you want to talk about. This show is for you. First, from the most gracious giving back file, former Sun State, based in Phoenix, owner Mike Watts and his wife Cindy are donating $30 million to Arizona State University. If you've had the pleasure of meeting Mike as I did years ago, you know he's one of the most hardworking, innovative, kind, and humble gentlemen that helped grow this industry. The ASU Public Service College now bears the name the Watts College of Public Service and Community Solutions for Mike and Cindy Watts. The gift was announced at the Community Solutions Festival in downtown Phoenix, although the gift is for the college in Maryvale. The programs offered will include social work, criminal justice, nonprofit management, public service and public policy, tourism and recreation management, urban studies, and parks and recreations. Wow, that's really giving back. Congratulations to the Watts family for setting such a great example uh, for someone from our industry. I'm so happy for his success. We need more of that type of generosity. And while we're talking about Phoenix, uh, please keep the flooding victims in Arizona in your thoughts and prayers. We just never know who's going to get hit with a catastrophe like this. One minute it's in the Carolinas, and then we're out in the desert in Arizona. Next from you just never know file. General Electric, one of the world's largest companies, has just fired their CEO of only 426 days, John Flannery. Unfortunately, in his efforts to reestablish its industrial roots, in effect, a high-tech version of itself. During his restructuring, 
the multinational conglomerates value dipped below $100 billion. And shares went down more than 35% this year, following a 40, 45% decline in 2017. The company was even booted from the Dow Jones Industrial. The rest isn't good news either regarding write-offs, et cetera, that are coming. And I, I mentioned this as GE used to be one of the most active equipment financiers in the rental industry. Change happens. Who's going to step into their place? The new CEO is H. Lawrence Culp, who was already on GE's board. Good luck to him and to all you CEOs out there. It can get lonely at the top in a lot of ways. Perform or see ya. I think the CEOs in our industry are very strong leaders and making the industry stronger. And third, from the campaign promise file, the Association of Equipment Manufacturers, better known as AEM, reports being excited about the new USMCA, United States, Mexico, Canada agreement, or the trilateral trade agreement between our countries. The AEM is indicating it could create over 1.3 million, million jobs in manufacturing. As always, I recommend better take care of your people so they're not looking. Last week, it was construction jobs. Now, it's manufacturing jobs. Will the trade agreement help or hinder our equipment rental industry? Only time will tell. I'm working hard to get a uh, representative from AEM on the show to tell us more about how this will affect our industry. Again, our number is one 472-5790. So let's jump to some emails. Here's one about sales. How can I get a contractor to use just my equipment on a job site? Well, that's an age-old question, but uh, unless you have some sort of national contract with the company, which means you're probably a larger uh, rental supplier, you probably won't, unless he's your brother-in-law best friend or something. I think we all have to realize just how competitive this industry has gotten with fewer players. I've said this before, contractors have a number of good, qualified salespeople calling on them every week, every day. In my case, donuts to poor boy sandwiches for lunch. Everybody's got good equipment, and fairly competitive rates. Typically, someone in the crowd will play the rate game and try to lowball the run rate to get a foot in the door. But will it last? Come on, guys. Compete on service, not rates. I think some contractors like to use several suppliers just to keep them all honest and have a backup supplier. And I'll give you an example of that. I've got a job site right near my home. It's about a six-story medical office building, and I drive by there several times a day. They have Sunbelt, United, Herc, and H&E equipment on it from time to time. Now, some may be with different subcontractors, but it's really kind of crazy out there. And you're only uh, as, as good as your equipment keeps functioning well. 
So I'll always go back to the fact that a relationship with the contractor gives you the best opportunity to do more business with them. Communicate with them, communicate with them, communicate with them. So let's jump to another one here. Uh, fairly new in the business. I want to grow, but carefully. Well, there's a number of ways to grow. You can grow internally just by adding more and different products to your offering, maybe larger inventory. You can expand geographically, which takes away some control day to day, but may also keep some competition from coming into your market if parts of the area are growing. As always, you can think big, but you got to grow smart. I think in both cases, you really have to identify your customer base and decide what business you're really chasing. And are you equipped with the right delivery and mechanical personnel to expand, uh, delivery equipment, repairing and servicing an area work platform is a lot different from a pressure washer or skid steer loader. It's a lot more technical, a lot more training that goes into this. So I think you have to ask yourself, unless you're in a remote market and the demand is there, do you want to go out and compete against larger companies with the depth of equipment and the experience to handle the equipment? Do you have a special contact that can help you develop that product offering, the, the brother-in-law scenario, if you will? Are you a general rental center offering six-day-a-week service to smaller contractors and homeowners? Or are you more inclined to support the larger commercial industrial contractors? The equipment investments alone are extremely different. The customer bases are extremely different. In both cases, <laughs> both cases, you probably have some customers that are more expensive to you than others. I think you have to identify who your ideal customer is and chase that business. The historical information, the data you already have from your existing rental business should give you enough to go in the direction you're already in. If you expand geographically, you're giving up some control and relying on trust factors as so many of the multi-location companies do today. Systems, systems, systems are very, very important. Those that you set can help in this regard, especially with the software that's out there. So much of this comes down to execution and the management systems that you put in place. Whatever you do, create a plan, run through the possible consequences of implementing the plan before you execute the plan, but then you've got to constantly follow up on the plan. But you know what? At the end of the day, you gotta, you got to trust your gut and intuition as to the way you want to go. Lines are open, one 472 Five seven nine zero. I think in expanding, 
there's a lot of different challenges out there. I'd love to hear from somebody uh, from the field about what those challenges are and, uh, you know, tell me what's worked for them and what hasn't worked for them. There's a lot of guys out there who want to grow the small arm and pops that have a, uh, you know, a good opportunity to expand their marketplace and the investment in the general equipment line is certainly much smaller than it is in going to compete with the heavy national companies along the way. So at, at any cost, you've got to check your capital. You've got to check your people, see if they're prepared for it. You got to check your customer base and you got to make sure that you're prepared for uh, heavier receivables, heavier maintenance costs, and a lot of things that go with the expansion of going into bigger lines of equipment along the way. So you got to do what's right, right for you and your market at the end of the day. At that point, I think we're just getting ready for a break here. And so I'm going to push it back to Voice America for a break. Thank you. Genie Genuine Parts undergo testing on long-term durability and reliability, which means higher equipment resale values and warranties for you. You don't want to waste time and money on generic parts or even counterfeit parts, especially in the long run. Genie Genuine Parts are factory fitted and field tested to the highest of standards, which means more machine uptime. We also have free ground freight on orders of $750 or more from our two parts warehouses. Go to genielift.com to find out more. Genie Aerial Pros is one of the most comprehensive industry websites focused on safety and standards, service, and new products and applications. The Genie Aerial Pros site features experts in aerial and rental markets with five decades of experience and shared knowledge. You'll also get information on upcoming industry and company events, videos, training, and more. The Genie Aerial Pros website is available on a wide variety of platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, or through our own website at genielift.com. The Genie Z60-37FE Boom Lift is at the forefront of true hybrid technology. It is actually two machines in one that can be used for both indoor and outdoor applications. The Genie difference is a lower cost of operation and cleaner performance. The Genie 60-37FE Boom Lift is more fuel efficient, driven by high efficiency AC motors, which means lower emissions too. Check out the Genie FE difference today. Visit genielift.com. Have you tried the new generation of Genie XC Booms? The XC stands for extra capacity, and with new technology in the design, the Genie XC Booms carry a higher load with dual capacity capability, compliant to global industry standards. Save time while you increase productivity. The new Genie XC Booms are common in design, parts, and accessories for easier servicing. For more information about the Genie family of XC Boom Lifts, visit genielift.com. That's genielift.com. This is Rental Equip Talk Radio with Donald Charbonnet. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. That's rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. And we're back, and that number again is one 472 
5790. Got another great email here about uh, should I re-rent to fill a good customer's request if I don't carry the product? You know, re-renting to substitute fleet is a very, very viable option. But it, it really depends on what it is. Uh, there are some companies out there that are equipped and only do re-renting to support your fleet and our industry. Examples of that might be Acme Lift, uh, Woody Wells Company that handles aerial work platforms and big air. This is all they do. They specialize it. They're equipped for it, and they do it well right down to the servicing of the product uh, if, if there's an issue. Uh, another one might be Boss Lighting. Uh, Todd and Walter Chambers Company uh, that specializes in the portable lighting business. They've got everything from small explosion-proof lights uh, to huge stadium lights. Uh, and there are others in this, in this business, too. Those are just two that, that come to mind that I've, I've used in the past and, and know well. Uh, both companies have websites that, that you can check out. Uh, this is unsolicited, just trying to answer a question for, for someone who's writing in. I think the issue I have in re-renting from a local competitor is service and brand exposure. I mean, right, right now I'm actually consulting with a company that does a tremendous amount of re-renting, very, very successfully, uh, great margins, uh, just due to capital constraints. So we're working on fixing that uh, with some more credit to secure more equipment for them and uh, improve profitability. But if you're not, for example, in the in the man lift business and someone needs man lifts that's a good customer, you can always re-rent and have a heavy hauler come in to handle the delivery and pickup so that you don't have that investment and almost test the waters uh, with somebody else's equipment to see if it's a market that uh, might be available to you. It's almost like going to rent a car that you're thinking about buying, and so you test drive it and see if you like it before you make the investment to uh, to go in and uh, and buy it. So uh, if you re-rent local, a couple of questions. Do you cover the company's name? If you're ABC rental and they're XYZ rental, do you cover the name to let your customer not be aware that uh, you re-rent the equipment? Do you get some magnetic decals, uh, which I've done in the past, quite frankly, uh, just to keep their name hidden and not really let the customer know uh, where, the, where the equipment is coming from? I think more, more importantly about that is, is what about service? If it's yours, you're comfortable standing behind it and sending your service rip, rip out if it malfunctions. If it's somebody else's, you're really at the mercy of the quality of their equipment. But your name and reputation are always on the line. So, you know, do it if you're comfortable. Just uh, make it worth your while and make sure that you're making a, a good margin. Another one of the issues if, if you're doing a local re-rent is uh, I think you've got to have a pretty good relationship with the competing rental company, and they typically know that you're going for one of your customers. Uh, if they have vital equipment, and you can use it, uh, but you also don't want them to go chase your customer and offer a lower rate since you're marking up their rental rate. 
it's a delicate issue. I, I think it can work, uh, but I think I think you just got to be careful in the way that you handle it. And uh, I think most of the time your your contractor customer will know right off the bat, uh, depending on the relationship that you have, if this is something that you normally have. And uh, you can be honest with them and say, look, that's not our, our cup of tea. Uh, always the danger that, that uh, we all have is to say, should I, should I tell somebody no? Because if I tell them no on this product, what are they going to do next time they, they need something and we keep telling them no? We open the door for a competitor to come in. And if the competitor has all the other items that we have, we uh, run the chance, I would say it's a slim chance, depending on the relationship, of uh, losing a customer. Contractors, I, I believe, would typically uh, want to use a, a one-stop source, which is a little contrary to what I said earlier about using multiple suppliers for equipment, depending on the, the size and scope of, of the project. But you just never know uh, how they're going to feel about it, and you got to be sure that uh, they know what the scoop is, especially if you say, look, I can go out and re-rent that for you, uh, but we're going to take care of you along the way end of the day, it always gets back to service. And, and unless you're comfortable with your people going out to service somebody else's product, and I think you got to be very, very careful about what you send to a customer's job site. you got to make sure that the condition of the equipment is right. Are there good tires on it? When was the last time it was serviced? Are there operating instructions? All the things that are required today to uh, keep your relationship with the customer on an, on an uptick note, that's what you have to do to make sure that it's a good situation for everybody concerned. So again, the lines are open, 1-866-472-5790. Here's another quickie that says, uh, as I grow, how do I know if my organization is healthy? Well, I presume you're not talking about health and wellness in the, in the workplace. Uh, there's enough of that that goes on with your health provider. So if you're talking about the, the overall health of the organization, uh, I'd refer you to uh, an old buddy of mine on the West Coast, Dan Mickey. He's with a company called ClearPath. And I was chatting with him a while back. And, uh, his comment was that organ organizational health shows up as a company's ability to create a vision for the future, organize around that vision, and then execute on the objectives that will make the vision a reality. So vision, organize, and execute. And I think this is true no matter how large or small a business is. It's kind of advice from Dan. If somebody else has some ideas, I'd love to hear them. I often think uh, how large some of these companies uh, have gotten in our industry and how you continue to uh, translate the vision that you have when you started as maybe a sing single operator 30 years ago, and now you've got hundreds of locations, and how you keep that, that quality of service going and keep the communication paths open to, to keep the organization healthy. Because as contractors uh, in a lot of these markets are jumping from state to state, then uh, they're, they're looking for people that they've done business with I know years ago after Katrina, you know, we had four or five general contractors in the, in the New Orleans marketplace that were pretty much tuned into all the business that uh, that was happening. 
when Katrina happened, as uh, will happen in other uh, areas that get devastated uh, with weather. Uh, contractors will be flowing in from all over the country to try to capitalize on the work that's available to them. And, and quite frankly, sometimes the local people can't take care of all the work that's, uh, that's in front of them. So I'm not saying that this is a, a bad thing. It opens up opportunity for the rental companies to secure more work. It may be short-lived and that these people come in from out of town and then they do their work and they leave. I think uh, making sure that their credit is good is, is most important. I'm sure with the larger companies, the, the uh, Uniteds and, and Hercs of the world and, and Sunbelt and Sunstate uh, having national accounts that I see uh, these reps on, on LinkedIn all the time. There's so many national accounts and specialty uh, salespeople out there capitalizing on this business so that uh, when they go to another market, they don't have to go in uh, to a local company and open up a new account and check on see what the new service is going to be, be like. They know already uh, what to expect from this customer if the communication within the company uh, that is a rental company has been brought to the attention of, uh, of what's expected. So from the, from the West coast fires to the East coast flooding to the Arizona flooding and, and who's to say what's going to happen next week. We're in a, uh, I guess a market where uh, contracts will flow to where the business is. And I think the, I guess medium-sized local contractors uh, have to be a little bit more cautious about who they're doing business with. If it's someone new, I think as long as you're doing the proper credit checks to make sure the contractors are legitimate and pay their bills on time, you won't you won't have a lot of flash in the past contractors who jump in and uh, you know come into a market, uh, steal the business from your good local customers, and uh, you also have to be careful about you know, keeping your local customers with the right equipment and not dedicating it to some new guy in town. Uh, I've seen projects that this happens with, and quite often they'll take care of the new guy in town with the big project. And uh, then when the regular customer needs something, it's not available. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that'll only happen so many times. So you've got to really do a balancing act to see you want to go with the new guy in town and uh, and give up your equipment and force and actually you are you're forcing your regular clientele to go to uh, to another source and you know as as we've talked about before it's really hard to get that first customer when you lose them it's so hard to get them back because in fact you know uh, contractors like any other customer in any other business will only be told no so many times before they decide that, well, you know, maybe they don't value my business as much as I thought that they would. And so I think maybe I need to make a change and, and go to another source. So, uh, you know, keep those relationships going. I think that's just the most important thing as we move along uh, in the rental world like this. It's a changing industry. So uh, with that, I think we will move to another break and come back uh, with another email. So Voice America, back to you, please. Genie Genuine Parts undergo testing on long-term durability and reliability, which means higher equipment resale values and warranties for you. 
You don't want to waste time and money on generic parts or even counterfeit parts, especially in the long run. Genie Genuine Parts are factory fitted and field tested to the highest of standards, which means more machine uptime. We also have free ground freight on orders of $750 or more from our two parts warehouses. Go to genielift.com to find out more. Genie Aerial Pros is one of the most comprehensive industry websites focused on safety and standards, service, and new products and applications. The Genie Aerial Pros site features experts in aerial and rental markets with five decades of experience and shared knowledge. You'll also get information on upcoming industry and company events, videos, training, and more. The Genie Aerial Pros website is available on a wide variety of platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, or through our own website at genielift.com. The Genie Z60-37FE Boom Lift is at the forefront of true hybrid technology. It is actually two machines in one that can be used for both indoor and outdoor applications. The Genie difference is a lower cost of operation and cleaner performance. The Genie 60-37FE Boom Lift is more fuel efficient, driven by high efficiency AC motors, which means lower emissions too. Check out the Genie FE difference today. Visit genielift.com. Have you tried the new generation of Genie XC Booms? The XC stands for extra capacity, and with new technology in the design, the Genie XC Booms carry a higher load with dual capacity capability, compliant to global industry standards. Save time while you increase productivity. The new Genie XC Booms are common in design, parts, and accessories for easier servicing. For more information about the Genie family of XC Boom Lifts, visit genielift.com. That's genielift.com. This is Rental Equip Talk Radio with Donald Charbonnet. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. That's rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. And we're back, and that number again is one 472 I can ramble all day, so if you don't call, it's okay. i got plenty of emails in front of me. So here's a question. What's up with all the compact work platforms suddenly hitting the market? But I can tell you what I've, what I've seen uh, is that inventories in general are changing. Uh, there seems to be a new product offering uh, that's been entering the industry for the last few years. Uh, very compact equipment that can get a worker almost anywhere. When I see some of the uh, advertisements in the trade journals, uh, how they get some of these people to where they got to be is beyond me. And uh, how do you price these new items? Uh, it's, it's different, you know, when you've got a, uh, a 40-foot boom that uh, commands a pretty standard price, but when you've got a lot of the specialty equipment, uh, how do you establish those rental rates? Uh, the other question is that, uh, will everyone invest in them? Uh, will competition be limited to those who can not just afford them, but, uh, you know, seem to have a market for them as well. Uh, it seems very specialized and I think you really have to know, I always get back to what your customer needs to solve a problem. We, we are in the problem solving industry and the keeping people working 
business. So uh, there's lots of, uh, of tracked equipment. There's lots of remote control equipment that's coming into the marketplace as well. Uh, some of this uh, may help with, in fact, the uh, lack of construction workers out there and, and uh, keep workers to a minimum if a product can do more than, uh, than just one person needs for it to be. Uh, th- but there's another side of this. And all this adds uh, to the service tech training aspect of, of your equipment offering. I've also seen some very uh, specialized equipment in the uh, heavy construction equipment uh, rental companies adding uh, what used to be an 85-foot boom is now a 180-foot boom. And uh, that's that's not a little toy there. The 180-footers, you know, one of the biggest things I've seen outside of uh, Baum in Germany where they have them that go a couple of hundred feet. And uh, I think they come with a parachute uh, along the way. Uh The other thing on the, on the heavy equipment side is that I see companies adding specialized attachments. And this can happen at both the large and small levels of equipment to maximize your utilization. Uh, so, for example, if we take a skid steer loader, uh, which you may already own, or even a heavy excavator that you may already own, depending on the size of your company, with larger attachments, or an assortment of attachments, I should say, uh, what goes along with that is a great jump in, in your rental rates. I mean, there's, there's a company in, in South Louisiana, Bottom Line Equipment, that is really going strong into the, uh, the attachment business, and I think it's doing wonders and wonders and wonders uh, for their, not just their customer base, to open up a whole different uh a venue of people that they have a product offering for, but what it does to a rental rate uh, can be great. Uh, if, you, if you look at what you charge for a backhoe alone and then add a hydraulic hammer to it, uh, you really get a great, great return. It almost doubles the rate. Uh, but on the other flip side of that, you've also got to understand that it can reduce the life of, of the backhoe in the long run because of the pounding that it's going to get uh, in its new role. Uh, so whatever the, the new trends are, again, it brings a whole new level of sophistication that our service techs will need some training on. So if, if you've got some good ones, be sure to take, take care of them. They're part of the teams that, that keep the business going. So uh, train, train, train. I know the, the manufacturers are anxious to, uh, to help people train along the way. Uh, with all the assortment of products that are out there, uh, with remote controls, it's not just like the old days where you might uh, let's just check the oil and give it a crank and, and give it a go. Now you've got a lot lot more sophisticated equipment that you've got to have people who know how to use it. So there's a certain amount of training. I think that the uh, rental companies need to be responsible for in educating the customers about uh, the whys and wherefores about why they should need uh, this particular type of equipment that can, uh, I would say, save them money, uh, possibly do a job that is more efficient than a manual operator can be. Nothing, nothing against the, the contractors here, but it's, it's a fact of life in, in robotics, so to speak, that they say, you know, even the medical business, that they're better 
than some of the uh, the hands-on physicians that we deal with in the world. And so you almost have to approach it the same type of way to say, you know, this this new type of equipment that's coming out is revolutionizing the industry. Now, if it's more sophisticated and more technical, can you get more money for it? At the end of the day, we're all looking for a better return on investment. And so if these investments are higher than the normal, uh, I would say, old style, then uh, you just got to make it worth your while to, to be in that business. And uh, most importantly, have the have the technicians that have the capability of repairing it. Because let's face it, I don't care if it's, it's a robot or not, uh, at some point, stuff's going to break. And that's a fact of life in our industry. I don't care if it's uh, brand new, a week old, two months old, uh, especially in the, in the compaction line, with I see a lot of the trench rollers that are coming out with remote controls. This is self-destructing equipment. And, you know, uh, so you just got to be prepared. And as I've said in the past, uh, you got to be able to react quickly. And you can't say, well, it's new to us and uh, remote control. And we don't really know exactly what the problem is yet. So uh, in the training and the troubleshooting of this equipment, uh, there's a lot of uh, unknowns in the beginning. Uh, I would say with some of the compact track uh aerial equipment that, that we're seeing out there. Uh, it's all labor-saving devices. It's all for safety along the way. It's about satisfying a customer's need as to what exactly uh, the job is that, that they have to handle. I saw an ad for uh, a machine to handle plate glass the other day, which certainly would uh, is a lot safer than the way it used to be handled along the way. But on the flip side, can every Every mom and pop uh, who may have a market for it have the ability to go out and, and acquire such a piece of equipment to satisfy the needs of their customer, even if it's going to show the customer that it's uh, better for them, more efficient and safer as so much of this equipment is. So a, a trench roller, just to jump back to that, uh, with remote control, it's probably much better than having somebody down in the trench that in fact uh, has a lot of safety issues along that goes along with it. So uh, I'm not sure about the, the rental rates on some of this new gear, but it's always something that you got to look at to uh, you know to to make sure that you're going to do it right if if you're going to get into that arena and be in that business uh, with some of the the maybe better funded companies. And do you want to leave it to them, or do you want to in fact uh, compete with them on some of these real, what I would call specialty items, uh, that there's probably a demand for in every market, but do you want to be in that business? Can you be in that business? Can you support the equipment, uh, that those customers, uh, need along the way? And, uh, so a couple of other thoughts, uh, moving on, uh, how do you find rate fluctuations out there these days? Uh, our markets are the rates uh, pretty stable in your market. Love to hear from you. One eight six six four seven two fifty seven ninety. What's the hiring situation out there? There's been a lot of consolidation. Have you been able to, in fact, uh, get more and better people along the way? Uh, has the consolidation worked in your favor 
with some of the companies, uh, you know, that have lost locations and uh, and lost people along the way that you, you have the opportunity to pick up. And uh, and those who may have been caught in the crossfire of that, uh, you know, are you looking at other companies that, in fact, uh, you know, might need some some better folks that you bring your expertise to? So it's just something to, to think about along the way. Uh, are you attracting new people to the marketplace? Uh, people coming out of school are looking for new careers. Uh, we read every day about people not having uh, the ability to go find the jobs that they went to college for. There's a huge move to get people to go back to technical schools and recruit folks that, in fact, uh, can do a job and make a great living. But, in fact, it's not really what they intended their lives to be like. And so with the uh, not pointing the finger at the millennials along the way, but, uh, you know, the job market is changing on a, on a day-to-day basis. The rental industry obviously is, is one that has tremendous potential and, and long-term potential, I might add, uh, as our construction economy continues to, uh, to streamline along. I think it's just good for uh, several more years unless something radical were to happen along the way. So uh, this is just one of those things that we all have to consider in attracting new people. I, I notice that there's also a lot of companies that have specialized training people now, specialized HR people now, uh, looking for the brightest and the best. And I say that for all the companies that are involved so that uh, they can, in fact, uh, beef up what might be a, uh, I hate to call them a C player to a B or a B to an A, but uh I know, especially in the area of, of technicians, uh, a buddy of mine I was talking to the other day said that the demand for, for technicians is just, you know, out of sight. Uh, you're, you're competing with rental companies, competing with dealerships uh, who might have more time and money to, to train folks along the way. And, uh, and it's all about retention of employees. We do a lot of work to try to uh, keep our people, offer the best benefits that we can you got to make sure that they fit in and uh, with, with the group and uh, not have a bad apple uh, that can spoil all your good, hard training along the way. And, you know, are you mentoring people along the way to make sure that they're happy with their jobs and checking in with them on a consistent basis to make sure that they understand what their role in the company is? And I think all these things are very important to, uh, to retaining personnel, especially if they're new folks coming in and, in fact, uh, how do you a uh, find them and b retain them? And uh, all you can do is is partner them with some of your best folks, and uh, let let's see if you can keep some folks and and keep them in this business uh, a lot longer than than has been in the past. Uh, with that, we're going to take another short break before the closing session. And thanks for listening. One eight six six four seven two five seven nine zero. Back to Voice America. Genie Genuine Parts undergo testing on long-term durability and reliability, which means higher equipment resale values and warranties for you. You don't want to waste time and money on generic parts or even counterfeit parts, especially in the long run. Genie Genuine Parts are factory fitted and field tested to the highest of standards, which means more machine uptime. We also have free ground freight on orders of $750 or more from our two parts warehouses. Go to genielift.com to find out more. 
Genie Aerial Pros is one of the most comprehensive industry websites focused on safety and standards, service, and new products and applications. The Genie Aerial Pros site features experts in aerial and rental markets with five decades of experience and shared knowledge. You'll also get information on upcoming industry and company events, videos, training, and more. The Genie Aerial Pros website is available on a wide variety of platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, or through our own website at genielift.com. The Genie Z60-37FE Boom Lift is at the forefront of true hybrid technology. It is actually two machines in one that can be used for both indoor and outdoor applications. The Genie difference is a lower cost of operation and cleaner performance. The Genie 60-37FE Boom Lift is more fuel efficient, driven by high-efficiency AC motors, which means lower emissions too. Check out the Genie FE difference today. Visit genielift.com. Have you tried the new generation of Genie XC Booms? The XC stands for extra capacity, and with new technology in the design, the Genie XC Booms carry a higher load with dual capacity capability, compliant to global industry standards. Save time while you increase productivity. The new Genie XC Booms are common in design, parts, and accessories for easier servicing. For more information about the Genie family of XC Boom Lifts, visit genielift.com. That's genielift.com. This is Rental Equipped Talk Radio with Donald Charbonnet. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. That's rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. We're back at uh, 866-472-5790. In this closing segment, I just want to uh, pose some questions that I hope will uh, stimulate some emails that'll that'll come in for next week's open forum show. Uh, what do you think is going to be the next uh, big new equipment that'll hit the market? As we talked about in the last segment about uh, larger booms, uh, more compact equipment, remote control equipment, robotics, whatever the case may be, I'd love to hear from you on, on what you think is going to be the next big thing or what do you think there's a need for at this time based on what you're hearing from your customers? Uh, also, DOT regulations, are they becoming too stringent for those who have large fleets and the training and testing that uh, these drivers and the record keeping uh, that has to take place? I know there's a lot of uh, uh, telematics uh, equipment out there that has uh, eased some of the the burdens of the of the mileage constraints of those trucks that are going between states. That'll help uh, some of the reporting. I I shudder to think how some of the multi location companies keep up with this if it wasn't somewhat in an uh, automated fashion uh, along the way. Uh, I see with the manufacturers. I, I think you know. What I'm seeing in, in the trade journals is that they're, uh, they're working on, on new equipment that'll be labor-saving for one thing and safety-oriented uh, the next. Uh, whatever they put out there, they've got to make sure that it's going to be safe and not cause problems. I know they go through rigorous testing. Uh, I know the Association of Equipment Manufacturers is very involved with a lot of training aspects of uh of what manufacturers need to do, especially in the construction industry, 
wherein there there lies so many opportunities for for injury and failure and OSHA's involved and all that type of thing. Uh, And also some other uh, food for thought. What's your business strategy? Uh, Not that you might want to call and talk about it to to relieve anything special, but I would would love to know if if you sit down with your people and talk about strategy. There's a lot of uh, information out there you, you hear about with the larger, larger companies, not necessarily in this industry, but just uh, companies in general, that you got to have a strategy and do, in fact, uh, you, you set up a strategy and discuss it with everybody from your uh, outside reps to your inside reps to your delivery personnel and your service personnel to know just what type of service your company is going to be known for. And I think all those are things that go along with a strategy, uh, but unless you, you hammer it down and check on it on a regular basis, then I don't think you're going to get too far uh, unless you help reinforce the strategy along the way. Uh, another thought is that uh, there's a lot of different roles that sales managers play. And uh, at what point does a company grow? And I'm thinking about the, the smaller upcoming companies uh, that have a couple of sales guys out there. And uh, do they need a sales manager? And at, at what point do you have that decision to make where you need somebody uh, outside of an owner or manager that will, in fact, uh, you know, keep watch o- over your sales team. Uh, we'll get back to the subject uh, of, of a week or two ago about sales reports and who's monitoring them and are they doing anything with them along the way. Uh, but but are sales managers there to uh, to train, to babysit? Uh, are they there to monitor uh, the success? Uh, are they there to enhance relationships along the way? There's a lot of things that uh, – that sales managers can do. And I've seen a number of times where you take a really great salesman and you put him in a sales manager position and it doesn't work out. It's, it's very hard to take a, a racehorse, so to speak, and put them in the barn when in fact they're doing very well in, in, in sales and bringing in a bunch of businesses and say, well, if he can do that, then he can get other folks to do it. I'm not sure, sure if I'm a believer in that, I'd love to hear from somebody on their thoughts about uh, just what the role of uh, some of the sales managers are and how many people they can effectively uh, work with along the way. And, uh, you know, it's, it's an important position in the growth of a company as to how they're going to grow and if they're going to grow effectively with the right team of people along the way that uh, that they can help. I mean, they're there for a purpose. Uh Another subject is, is what's your business model like? There's books and books out there about business models uh, to you blue in the face. And do you have a specific model uh, that you're following, especially if you're in a growth mode? Uh, and how are you going to grow successfully with the cookie cutter uh, model, so to speak, and the market that you're chasing? And if it works in one territory, will it work in the next territory? Uh, based on maybe some local folks that you might hire in that market that are well-known. Uh, again, I've said this before, if you're growing, there's always folks jumping ship, unfortunately, uh, to take the business with them, which is not what you're hoping to do. And if that's the case, then you just need to be taking care of your folks and uh, and making sure that, in fact, uh, they're comfortable, they're happy, 
Uh, you also need to have a relationship with those customers. Don't leave it all uh, to the salespeople. Uh, if you go to a job site and the guy uh, barely knows them or barely acknowledges them, you know that he's taking you. Uh, <laughs> sales guys are going to hate me for this, but uh, are they just uh, uh, making a making a route because they got a boss riding with them to show them what's what, or when they go into a, a job shack or trailer? Are they really welcomed by the guy? The guy's glad to see him. The guy can talk hunting, fishing, sports with them because he knows enough about them to, in fact, uh, have that, that strong relationship with them, which I think is, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to say this 10 times a show about the relationships that, that we have with customers, uh, you know, on a day-to-day basis. But uh, how does a sales manager influence that role and riding along, uh, I know I've been in that position early in my career where you had somebody that you had to go show them how good you were doing and introduce them to folks. And if you stumbled with that, uh, sales manager typically can pick that up pretty quickly to know if you're just trying to appease them or if you really have a strong relationship with the customer. Uh, their numbers will speak for themselves anyway to say, well, you know, I know what this guy's bringing in and he typically knows before he walks in the door how good a customer he is. And so uh, it's, uh, you know, to all you sales guys out there, I think you just got to be ready and, and uh, for that for that day to come uh, when you do a ride along with them and see what's what. Uh, because I think they'll want to, in fact, make sure that there's more than a, a, a relationship along the way than just you, that uh, they're more tuned in to the company and what the company has to offer uh, rather than just you. So uh, to you owners and managers, again, make sure that your your back is covered uh, by, by knowing your customer as well as your salesman does. I think it's very, very, very important. Uh, so that's going to bring us to the end of today. Uh, I want to thank everybody again for the emails that keep coming in. I've given you some stuff to think about. Uh, remember, you can always listen on demand uh, for the show. Uh, I hope some of the answers either helped or provoked some more questions along the way. Uh, again, next week we'll have an, another open forum show, but we do have some great guests that are coming up in the next uh, next couple of weeks. So again, if you'd like to be a guest or advertise or have a question, uh, write to me at rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. Uh, I want to make a quick uh, reminder of what uh, Warren Buffett, uh, who we all know is one of the wealthiest men around, once said. And this goes along with your sales folks. It says it takes 20 years to build a relationship, excuse me, a reputation, and five minutes to ruin it. Uh, if you think about that, you'll do things differently. Uh, in closing, I want to say in the words of Frank Outlaw, watch your thoughts, they become words. Watch your words, they become actions. Watch your actions, they become habits. Watch your habits, they become character. Watch your character. It becomes your destiny. With that, till next week, thanks for spending some of your valuable time with me today. Be safe and good renting and have a great week. Thank you. Back to Voice America. Thank you for tuning in to Rental Equip Talk Radio. Be sure to join your host, Donald Charbonnet, next Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition on the Voice America Business Channel. Until we speak again, have a great week.
Genie Genuine Parts undergo testing on long-term durability and reliability, which means higher equipment resale values and warranties for you. You don't want to waste time and money on generic parts or even counterfeit parts, especially in the long run. Genie Genuine Parts are factory fitted and field tested to the highest of standards, which means more machine uptime. We also have free ground freight on orders of $750 or more from our two parts warehouses. Go to genielift.com to find out more. Genie Aerial Pros is one of the most comprehensive industry websites focused on safety and standards, service, and new products and applications. The Genie Aerial Pros site features experts in aerial and rental markets with five decades of experience and shared knowledge. You'll also get information on upcoming industry and company events, videos, training, and more. The Genie Aerial Pros website is available on a wide variety of platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, or through our own website at genielift.com. The Genie Z60-37FE Boom Lift is at the forefront of true hybrid technology. It is actually two machines in one that can be used for both indoor and outdoor applications. The Genie difference is a lower cost of operation and cleaner performance. The Genie 60-37FE Boom Lift is more fuel efficient, driven by high-efficiency AC motors, which means lower emissions too. Check out the Genie FE difference today. Visit genielift.com. Have you tried the new generation of Genie XC Booms? The XC stands for extra capacity, and with new technology in the design, the Genie XC Booms carry a higher load with dual capacity capability, compliant to global industry standards. Save time while you increase productivity. The new Genie XC Booms are common in design, parts, and accessories for easier servicing. For more information about the Genie family of XC Boom Lifts, visit genielift.com. That's genielift.com.